The NTSB will assist in the MH370 investigation. The FAA appeals its court loss on UAS and cracks found in Dreamliners on the assembly line. This is Aero News for Tuesday, March 11, 2014. I'm Glenn Moyer. There is little evidence to suggest what might have occurred to a missing Boeing 777-200 that disappeared from in-route monitoring about two hours into a flight to Beijing. Crewed by an exceptionally experienced 18,000-hour captain and a 2,000-plus-hour first officer, MH370's disappearance offers little explanation as to why an aircraft suddenly vanished with no warnings or alerts from the flight crew or the aircraft systems. The only evidence discussed thus far, two large oil slicks found in the South China Sea and reports of some pieces of debris that are being reported but without verification that they once belonged to the 777, are complicating the scenario, along with the recent revelation that at least two passengers and possibly others were on board the aircraft with stolen passports discovered after departure, thereby raising the specter of potential terrorism. The NTSB has already gotten involved and stated that, quote, the National Transportation Safety Board has a team of investigators en route to Asia to be ready to assist with the investigation of the March 8th Malaysia Airlines Flight 370 event. The Boeing 777 went missing on a flight from Kuala Lumpur to Beijing. Once the location of the airplane is determined, international civil aviation organization protocols will determine which country will lead the investigation. Because of the lengthy travel time from the United States, the NTSB has sent a team of investigators, accompanied by technical advisors from Boeing and the FAA, to the area, so they will be positioned to offer U.S. assistance. The team departed Saturday. The country that leads the investigation will release all information. End quote. In a press release issued at the end of business on Friday, the FAA says it is appealing the ruling of an administrative law judge reversing fines and actions taken against drone operator Rafael Trappi Perker. Last October, the FAA fined Perker, the pilot of a radio-controlled airplane, which it classified as a UAS, $10,000 for what the agency says was the reckless and careless operation of a right-wing Zephyr-powered glider aircraft in the vicinity of the University of Virginia, Charlottesville, Virginia. The agency charged that the pilot operated the aircraft with a camera on board that sent real-time video to the ground, that the flight was performed for compensation, and that he operated the aircraft at altitudes of approximately 10 feet to approximately 400 feet over the University of Virginia in a careless and reckless manner, so as to endanger the life or property of another. The NTSB judge rejected those charges, ruling, in 50 words or less, that Perker's aircraft was a model plane and that there was no enforceable FAA rule or FAR regulation applicable to model aircraft or for classifying a model aircraft as a UAS. How does that old adage go again? We're not happy till you're not happy? Hairline cracks have been discovered on 42 Dreamliners on Boeing's assembly lines, but the company says the problem is limited to airplanes that are under construction. Boeing said in a statement Friday that none of the 122 Dreamliners it has delivered to customers is affected by this new development, which it estimates will take several weeks to repair. USA Today reports that the cracks are less than an inch long and have appeared along internal shear ties where the aluminum wing ribs attach to the composite skin. 
Boeing spokesman Mark Bertel says the repair involves trimming the affected area and applying a fabricated piece of aluminum, which will take a week or two for inspection and repair of each wing. The defects were discovered on airplanes being manufactured in both Everett, Washington and North Charleston, South Carolina, according to Bertel. Bertel also says the FAA is aware of the problem and has been invited to inspect the repairs. Meanwhile, the pilot of a JAL Dreamliner on a flight from Tokyo to San Francisco diverted the plane to Honolulu after a cockpit indicator warned of a problem with the plane's hydraulic system. The Japanese national broadcaster NHK reports that the pilot was warned of failing pressure of lubricating oil being delivered to the plane's right engine. JAL said in a statement on its website that the plane landed in Honolulu due to, quote-unquote, maintenance issues. NHK reported that there was no fire and everyone got off the plane safely after arriving in Hawaii. When Aero News continues, seeking swift action on sleep apnea, Google execs got cheap gas, and women in aviation set an attendance record. Redbird Flight Simulations is dedicated to revolutionizing flight training by designing, manufacturing, and delivering affordable and innovative flight training technologies. Each Redbird device is designed to enhance the training experience for pilots of all levels, from student to ATP. Redbird is quickly becoming the industry standard for flight training. Since Redbird introduced its revolutionary FMX in 2007, colleges, universities, and flight training operations around the world have integrated Redbird products into their curriculum. It's time to discover what Redbird can do for you. Join the migration. The Bendix King KLR-10 Lift Reserve Indicator is now available for certified aircraft. It is an affordable, intuitive device for angle of attack awareness. KLR-10 provides visual and audible lift cues while scanning for traffic or monitoring the runway on approach. Learn more at BendixKing.com or your local authorized dealer. Aero News continues now for Tuesday, March 11th. I'm Glenn Moyer. A coalition of aviation groups is calling for swift passage of U.S. Senate Bill 1941, legislation aimed at bringing transparency to any decision by the FAA to implement mandatory testing of pilots and air traffic controllers for obstructive sleep apnea, or OSA, before receiving a medical certificate. The FAA announced in November of last year its controversial plan mandating OSA screening for pilots and air traffic control personnel with a body mass index of 40 or greater. Agency officials later indicated that the screening requirement would ultimately apply to additional pilots, regardless of the class of medical certificate or the type of operation in which the pilot flies. While stressing the industry's support for measures to combat pilot and air traffic controller fatigue in its letter to senators, the aviation groups also emphasized that the FAA's suggested mandatory OSA screening policy is, quote, not only unnecessary and costly, but would have only a questionable impact on the safety of our nation's skies, end quote. Among the signatories on the letter, the NBAA, AOPA, EAA, Gamma, and many others. NASA has admitted that it sold fuel to Google executives at a reduced price, according to a letter to U.S. Senator Chuck Grassley, Republican of Idaho. In the letter from NASA Associate Administrator for Legislative and Intergovernmental Affairs, Seth Statler, the agency says it has, quote, carefully reviewed and considered the Inspector General's opinion on the sale of fuel to H-211, end quote. That's Google's aircraft management company. The letter goes on to say, again, quoting, that the sale of fuel was priced 
on a full-cost basis consistent with NASA's agency-wide pricing policies on reimbursable activities with commercial partners, end quote. Again, the letter continues by saying, again, quoting, In accordance with federal law, NASA does not collect state and local fuel taxes as such taxes are not payable for fuel sold at civil airports owned by the United States, end quote. KNTV Television in San Francisco reports that Grassley still wants NASA to find a way to collect those taxes from Google that he says taxpayers subsidized from the Internet company. But in the letter, NASA says that's not possible. The inspector general estimated the sales cost the federal government between $3.3 and $5.3 million in lost revenues. Women in Aviation International hosted its 25th annual conference this past weekend with three days jammed with activities to honor the past, guide the present, and plant seeds for the future. Disney's Coronado Springs Resort in Lake Buena Vista, Florida, was the scene for the 2014 International Women in Aviation Conference held again March 6th through the 8th. More women than ever attended this year's conference, with attendance setting a new record at more than 4,500 registered individuals representing all segments of the aviation community. I'm Glenn Moyer. Thanks as always for listening. You're now cleared for departure.